I really want to caffeinate myself and others and support small businesses, but without having to put pants on. I wish there was a way to do that. I know. I'll ask Reflexa. Reflexa, what can I do to caffeinate myself along with others and support small businesses without putting on pants? Here is a targeted ad based on my constant surveillance of your thoughts and actions. Wait, what? Are you looking for a way to caffeinate yourself and others and support small business without having to put on pants? Well, then head on over to DeadlyGroundsCoffee.com. Deadly Grounds Coffee has smooth, rich flavors to satisfy the cravings of everyone on your list. From traditional flavors like pumpkin spice and French roast to more daring flavors like Hell's Fury, Highland Zombie Grog, Day of the Dead Roast, and Witch's Brew. And now, for a very limited time, you can try Butch Patrick's Dragula Dark Roast. Butch Patrick is known around the world for his role as TV's Eddie Munster. And when we deadly grounded him at a horror convention, he became such a big fan of our coffee that he hand-selected one of the roasts to make his very own. With most of the conventions on hold, Butch made available a limited supply of his Dragula Dark Roast, named after one of the coolest cars in television history. Personally autographed for our Deadly Grounds coffee fans. It's a delicious roast, silky smooth with a sweet finish. Perfect for any time of day and great for the coffee and Butch fans on your holiday shopping list. This is only available while our limited supply lasts, so hurry and get yours today. This holiday season, it's time to get a little deadly. Go on, you deserve it. Do you have a hankering for horror knowledge? We have such sights to show you. Do you require raging retro reviews? Do you desire discussions with devastatingly dashing dorks? The Dorkening Podcast Network has nearly 30 shows to satisfy all of your nerdy, geeky, and dorky needs. From horror reviews and celebrity interviews. Hi, I'm Adam Green, the director of the Hatchet films and the star of Allison. Hi, this is Dominic Case, who played the bounty hunter Gecko from The Mandalorian. Hi, I'm Mike Price. I'm a writer on The Simpsons. I co-created Epis for Family. Hi, guys. This is Dee Wallace from E.T. and Cujo. Hi, my name is Kurando Mitsutake, director of Gun Woman and Karate Kill. Hi, this is Samantha Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica from the original Jem and the Holograms cartoon series. As well as nostalgic trips into the past, pop culture, the latest in entertainment news, and so much more. Featuring a variety of shows and hosts that will simultaneously enrage, enlighten, and entertain you. Check out the Dorkening Podcast Network. My mom says I'm cool. Available on iTunes, Spotify, thedorkening.com, and wherever fine podcasts can be found. to another episode of it's go time with jay and james i am james like always and i'm jay hello everybody welcome welcome so uh this week we're gonna kick off our normal week discussion but i wanted to ask you a question jay is how is your weight loss going i know we talked about it earlier uh this year i know we're both doing this weight loss journey but i wanted to kind of touch base with you see how it's going i know that we you know critique each other on our apple watches when we close rings (laughs) or do a workout um but how's it going with a bunch of sarcastic responses i'm sure oh i look for the most sarcastic one possible yes don't we don't we all um so I'm like I said, I'm doing the new map paying for that very similar to Weight Watchers, but kind of more for the younger groups or more, more, 
just another version of it, probably for the younger, younger crowd like myself, but actually I'm in a group and there's like a lot of people that are from ages all the way up to like 70 to 20. So, um, and the group is like, I don't know, 30 people deep or whatever. So there's like discussions and it's, it's, it's like, I'm taking a class. Right. Uh, but I've, I've fallen so behind on that. Like, like everything that I do, right. It's like, I am awesome for like two or three weeks and then it just, I'm, and then I'm, and then I'm over, over it already. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at right now. Like I've, I've been at a, probably a two week plateau of 198, which is a total of eight pound weight loss. Uh, and I started this in January. So I'm probably, yeah, not two months a week. I'm two months in and it's a pound a week and, and, and it's not like, a, and there's no shed. It's literally very slow. It's like, a which is fine because the way that my coach of the, of the noon program, she comments back to me and says like, you know, you're, you're, you're trending in the right direction. You're everything's going down. So don't be hung up. Uh, there's the, you know, there's a goal that in may I'll reach 175, but I'm just like, well, not, I don't feel at the pace that I'm going at. I feel like this is super slow. And for two weeks, it's just been like, 198 198 and one up 199 198 you know it just kind of flutters right around there and 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 it's something that's like obviously a food thing because you see my activity every day it's up and i'm doing stuff but i'm getting to the point where like a lot of it's walks and to me that ain't that ain't shit right so that is literally walk you normally do what you it's normally what you do regardless unless you're going on four mile hour and, and, and a half walks and i do and you've done that and i've seen yeah. you do that i do but sometimes i'm just doing two, two miles just trying to close the ring that's more of the uh what i'm trying to do uh which which takes away from what i'm really the end goal right um so that's that's where i am james what about you how 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 i know you're you're at the gym and uh i always see late at night you're closing the ring so uh yeah. So, for, so for me, since I started, I am down, I started at, uh, two twenty five. I'm down to two Oh nine. Um, Ooh, man, you are, you're, you're going to smoke past me. So one of these days. I'm on, uh, I'm on a pace for about three, roughly three pounds a week. I'm losing. Um, but a lot of that is, you know, uh, my diet consists of tuna sandwiches for lunch. Mm-hmm. chicken rice and broccoli for dinner uh and egg whites in the morning and i have a cup of coffee and then water for the rest of the day so it's very much counting those calories you know limiting sugar into my intake in my body a lot of protein a lot of vegetables so what does um, a cheat meal look like to you right now like if you uh, were to be like the cheat meal i had actually i had a cheat meal on friday which was a seven ounces of frozen yogurt um that was it doesn't seem crazy i don't know and it was 200 calories so that's on par with me having yeah and that's on par with me having a lego ego yeah and that's why you're literally losing three pounds a week so that is you know what a cheat meal to me is so tonight uh we're eating pizza (laughs) okay uh with pepperoni and cheese uh, the whole the whole nine and i'm probably gonna go out after this and go grab some lunch like, uh, so to me, it's just like, I, that's where I really want to pick up my activity. And I know, and you're probably going to say this to me, 90% is your diet. And it's like, well, that's where I keep fucking up. Right. You know, that's yeah, where I can't keep, get past the roadblock. And it's, for, it's diet. It's, you know, it's intake out. It's in, input output. It's that simple math. I know everybody's like, well, Kelly counting is not accurate. It is to a point. And again, everybody's different. Everybody's you, you, what you eat and what I eat, what calories I burn in the day are different than what calories you burn in the day. Excuse me. Um, but for me, it's like, okay, well, you know, I had a lot of chicken. So this past weekend, I went to Longhorns and got a piece of steak. Ooh, it's still okay. a protein. It's still, you know, I still tracked. I weighed the steak. I ate what I did. And I, you know, I put in how many, you know, uh, you know, what I put in there, um, you know, and I got broccoli and I got a side salad, like, and it was a strawberry salad. And the good thing about it, yeah, we went to Longhorns, but you go on the website, they have the nutrition facts already out there. Mm-hmm. So all I do is I build a meal in my go, my fitness pal with that information and upload it. So I'm getting the right calorie take. I'm getting the right calorie count, all that stuff. 
So, you know, you know, I had two strawberry, you know, one, one day I had a strawberry salad, which was just, you know, strawberry, feta cheese, mandarin, you know, raspberry, raspberry vinaigrette, very simple, very light, unbelievably delicious. Mm-hmm. And then the next day I was like, I really want that salad again. So I got that salad again, you know, and this time I got it with grilled chicken. So again, I just, I update my thing, make sure I'm count- accounting for that. You know, and and I'm in in you know my snacks. These these are the snacks I have normally. It's either uh, Nature Valley granola bar, mm-hmm. uh, an Eggo waffle with butter and Splenda on it. Mm-hmm. You know, but because two Eggo waffles is 180 calories, a tablespoon of butter is 70 calories, and Splenda is zero calories. It's something sweet. It's a little bit of fat in there, which fat is always good, and it's just you know a little bit of some carbs. And I'm monitoring. I'm everything I'm putting in my body. I'm putting on there. I'm eating a lot of like rice cakes, you know, with like cinnamon sugar, you know, apple cinnamon uh, things. And I'm following the serving size on the back of the bag. Mm-hmm. Having 13, I'm that's a serving. That's all I'm having. You know, a lot of tuna, a lot, a lot of tuna. Because again, a can of tuna is only 90 calories. You had right. two pieces of bread and two pieces of toast and Miracle Whip. That's 280 calories for lunch. Done. So what are you consuming in a day? Like, what is your caloric intake on it normally? Because like, uh, you're tracking, so you kind of know. Like, so like for me, I'm 2,000, 2,000 in. No, no problem. And I, I, uh, and I track every bit of that. My caloric intake is about uh, to, to keep my weight goal. My weight goal is between two to three pounds a week. I'm, I'm taking 1,680 calories. Now, do you try? So, if you exercise, I know my fitness pal does it. Do the, it adds to it? Do you correct? Do you not but, touch but any of that? I don't. I don't touch you just, that. You just bank it. So, yeah. Yep. So, Noom only gives me fourteen hundred in a day. So yep. that extra six hundred that I consume, I get in my exercise. And you see, like every day, I burn between one thousand and twelve hundred calories a day actively through yep. exercise, movement, whatever it may be, through my Apple Watch. So I think that's pretty, pretty legit. So I'm getting two in and then I'm about a thousand active. Uh, and that's where I'm trying to draw from. And I think those are my, my methods are, are bad or, or not bad. It's just not bad. Wrong. It's just, you got to get retuned a little bit. <laughs> no, like you, you know, said, if, if I just stuck at the 1400, man, I'd be, I'd be where you're at. Like re- literally trying to every meal being under 400 calories. But, but I'm also mindful. Like last night, um, Last night, like Jen had a, a, a diabetes test for the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, so she couldn't really eat anything. And so we made tacos for the boys. Again, ground, lean ground beef. I probably could have had some if I wanted to. But I said, no, you know what? I'm going to have a turkey burger with some cheese and some ketchup. And that will be my dinner. And then, you know, if I go to the gym, great. If not, I still have some calories for dessert if I want to have like dessert. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but it ended up, Jen's like, well, you know, I really want a salad. So I was like, okay, well, I'll go to Chili's and get uh southwest chicken salad which is chicken Caesar salad which is a little higher in the calorie count it's like 680 calories but it's really good it's salad oh, has yeah. some protein in there but it's very well good and so generally wanted that so i got that for her but then it's like i had like 100 calories left left over for the day because mm-hmm. i didn't go to the gym i gotta get better running shoes i'm i'm not running with running shoes so i'm getting like unbelievably bad like shin splints so it's like that's why every oh. other day you see me like running now is it because uh, of the how you're? Do you put some pitch on that on that when you're running, or are you? Yeah, more... I, I, I'm at an incline of 1.5 every time, so I'm, I have a I have a little bit of an incline. Okay. Uh, and, but I try to run three miles a day. I try to run a 5k, um, a day if necessary. Um, you know, I that's my goal. I think once I get a little bit more comfortable and I get some real running shoes and I kind of get past some of this this wall I keep hitting around 20 minutes into my run. Um, and that just takes me, I got to keep doing, I got to keep doing, I got to keep Now what's your area, what's your area like about doing something like outside? Like, uh, non-existent right now. Um, just cause of all the snow pile up and stuff. No, like you know, I don't like running in the cold. I never feel like I can, I wear anything comfortable. Like I, I'm, I'm a sweater on my dad. I'm a head sweater like Emma. Uh, so it's very much, I just, I just pour sweat. Oh yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm in that camp too. Yeah. So it's one of those things where. You know, I, if I really, really wanted to, I could, um, I could, uh, the one morning I have something to do and this never happens. My phone is blowing up. My email is blowing up, whatever. Um, literally we'll I tell to, Jay we'll last try, night. Yeah. We'll try I to know. get through this. Uh, uh, I, know, I, I don't care. Like I said, n- n- nothing is pressing. Yeah. Everybody's just calling for updates. 
Uh, and I'll call him back. I'm not worried about it. Yeah. Uh, I'm very good at that. So, but like, for me, like, I'd rather run in the summer. It's a little bit nicer out. The sun's out. I feel, like, the warmth. You know, it, it makes me sweat a little bit more. It makes me burn a little oh. bit more calories. Yeah. Now, is, me, there, is there a certain temperature that then it gets too hot? Like, are you, are you uh, out there running I mean, at 90 degrees with humid? I've ran at, I've ran at 90, 90. I've, I think the hottest I ran was a 97 degrees five years ago when was I was at a race in, though. Yeah, that was a run. Okay. That, okay. That uh, makes sense. But, but that, that, actually, was, that was the, for yourself. Would you go running in a 97 degree well, day? Yeah. I mean, I mean, if it's nice out, like I said, for me, as long as it's nice out and there's, you know, a little bit of a breeze, I'll run. Like I said, especially outdoors, you know, I, th- th- that's my goal. You know, I can run on the treadmill as much as needed, but again, it's eventually like I got to get outdoors. I like being outdoors. Um, so, I mean, I, the 97, you know, I always do the fifth finish at the 50 at Gillette stadium, the, the Patriots 5k where you run around the stadium and you run and if the finish line is the 50 yard line. So you're running into the stadium, which is fucking awesome. I've done that run, I think like six different times and it's always July 3rd. So it's always like 99 degrees when the freaking gun goes off at five o'clock at night. Uh, so those are like hot runs. Those are the hottest runs I've done. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it gets to a point where it's non-existent because you're drinking, you're, you're not even drinking water. You're just kind of pouring at your head to kind of help you cool off. But for me, I've run races in like 20 degrees. I've run, run casually in 20 degrees. And I'm like, I don't like this. My face burns. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, but I know if I put, you know, I'd rather just run in shorts and a t-shirt because at least that way, like I'm cooler than I need to be. But if I run in long pants in like a long sleeve shirt and a hat and headband, I'm soaked. I'm literally just dripping with sweat when I come back into the house. Yeah. And to be so, honest with you, I don't think I've run on a treadmill in probably like two or three years, which was probably the last I time I had, had actually gym membership. And it's usually always around this time, right? Winter. But because I've started going on these long walks, like, I don't care how cold. Like, last night I went out for an hour. Again, you actually have a – you legitimately have a neighborhood. I don't right. have a neighborhood. Correct. Correct. So I, I'd go out and, um, you know, I, I'm probably doing, like, under 50-minute miles. So I'm kind of, like, interval walking, jogging, running. So it's like yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to be – I'm trying to get to a distance or a certain caloric burn. Like I, time is of the, like, I don't care. Right. So I'm really, I'm really trying to reach a goal of mileage or caloric burn. And then I stop, uh, and then I'll push myself accordingly. Uh, so it wasn't until this year where I started to, you know, I, I, I put the face shield on, I, uh, got a nice winter hat on, I got a jacket, I got some under armor on dude. I'm, I'm out. Like I literally gear up and go. And it's literally, it's all pitch black. Nobody's out there. It's cold as shit. And I love it. I don't know. There's something that's, I don't know. It makes me feel, <laughs> it gives me some of that peace too, where I'm like, I'm out of the house. I'm not sitting in front of the TV watching it. Um, probably what I should do is get on the Peloton because I'm looking straight at it. Uh, but I, I've, I've increased my, my, uh, my February was the most Peloton use I've had, which was on an average of 15. So I did it like every other day, which I felt really good about some weeks I did like five and some weeks I only did one, but anyway, uh, I feel that intake is going to start coming. Um, cause I, I too, like you, that if it gets too hot, I'm going to be probably on that Peloton still. Uh, cause there's a lot of times where I don't like to go out when it's too and hot because me- like you, I run hot. So if I'm running, my heart goes up. I'm sweating like I just I have no energy. I spent it all in that kind of heat. Like I I don't even want to walk. So yeah, and I and need that shade. For, yeah, even like so for me, there's a there's a two mile loop that is like nice around me, mm-hmm. but it's on roads with no sidewalks, no lights. They're main roads, so like it's nice. There's like nice little neighborhoods and like little developments and stuff, which is like really nice during the day, like in the summer or the spring, I'll go for, that's when I'll go for those runs in those neighborhoods. Cause I can see, but like after like dusk and anything later, I'm like, nah, I'm not even touching the roads. Um, and you know, also for where I'm at is I'm right on the Hudson. Mm-hmm. So it's literally like, it just cliffs off because the river is so low and it's just on where I'm at. It's like a over, like a overpass mm-hmm. or like it's, it's, it's a steep, steep drop to the, the banks. Um, so everything's like unbelievably hilly. So like, right. I even thought like, Oh, maybe I'll get a bike and I can do some biking and maybe that'll offset some of my running. 
and stuff. But for me right now, and, and I know I have to start doing some weight training just to kind of firm up some stuff. Uh, and that will help too. That'll change up my workout drastically. And that's where mm-hmm. it is when you hit these plateaus, I know I got to change something. So like, it'll get to a point where me running on the treadmill for 30 minutes. Ain't going to do it. Isn't going to do anything anymore because your body's adjusted to that. And that amount of time on the treadmill will change because again, it's the same repetitive motion. So I'll have to switch to like a stationary bike, or I have to switch to like the elliptical or something like that to mm-hmm. switch up my cardio. Uh, because that's what happened when I lost before the wedding was like, all of a sudden I was running the treadmill for 30 minutes and eating everything. And my weight wasn't changing because my body's adapted. It's used to like, this is how much these are the calories he burns. This is how much he gets in. This is how much eating like the body will eventually figure itself out again. Um, and so I did like get on the, the, the stairmaster for like two weeks uh, with Jen or like the stair climber. It's not the, like the actual stair climber. It's like an elliptical, but it has like the stair attachment to it. Sure. Um, and I did that for two weeks with Jen. And then my weight started to go back down again because I changed what muscles I was using and working out. Uh, but I know once I get like, you know, I got to start doing, you know, some other, other work on my body. You know, I've been a month and a half of just cardio, getting my heart back where it needs to be, you know, opening my lungs and doing that stuff. You know, my goal, um, a lot of five games are virtual still this year. And I was like, I'll do a couple of those virtual runs, especially run Disney is the big thing. They do like events mm-hmm. at the, at the parks, so like the 5k, 10k half marathon, a marathon. And I was like, I'll do a couple of those, like star wars runs or like I tried, there's a princess run i was like i'll sign up for those sold out so they're all sold out no. like, god damn it and it's like you know and so you see some other races you're like oh well, yeah maybe i'll do that one too and just sign up for it because you know right now i think i'm averaging about a 12 minute mile and i'm like i know i can do better because the last race before yeah my rebel, yeah you can <laughs> that's high um, man <laughs> yeah um, but again, that's on the treadmill. So it's like, I feel like I was outdoors, but again, for me, like, it's hard for me to gauge my mileage on a treadmill just due to the fact that like, I like running outdoors with people because I'll be like, I got to catch that guy. And then I got to catch that guy. And then yeah, I got to catch that guy. Right. Like so I, I have that carrot, like to keep going. Yeah. So it was a couple years ago. We did our last five K it's for a fundraising event that we try to do every year. And it's during, it's, it's during March. So it's, it's during like a colder time period where I remember always being bundled up and we ran the race and I would, you know, not train, but I would run around the neighborhood to kind of get that endurance ready for that race. And then as soon as I got in and man, I was probably clocking in at like eight minutes as my best eight, 10 or, was probably one of my better ones or those are, those are really good times to be honest with you. I'm more around than eight forty five nine minute mark. Um, but anyway, then I got into the race and it was actually like timed clocked competition, people around you running, dude, I, I, I think I clocked in at like seven twenty six, and I was like per mile. I was done within like 24 minutes. I was like, what the, f-? I was just like, yeah. what just happened? And I, and I'm just like looking around like, but and I was gassed and I was hurt. And I was just like, when I finished, I was like, what the hell did I just do? Because my yeah. mind took over and I just saw people and I'm like, I'm passing that guy. I'm passing that guy. And then at the end, I was like, I'm dead. I'm literally. And then we ate like pancakes afterwards because it was like a pancake run or something. <laughs> so oh, I had carb loads. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, the last 5K I did was the Duncan 5K um, at uh in um in albany and actually jen did that race with me as well mm-hmm. uh and that's both when we were like um that's both when we were like a little bit more fit you know and i kind of was like well let's do it it's actually it actually was on her birthday or um yeah it was, it was actually on her birthday um to do it so with that hold on one second Oh my God, please sex. I don't know my bib numbers, whatever. So, um, and it was one of those things where I had an unbelievably high time and I was like, I've never, ever done that before. And low, it's time? Like, and I, low, low time, low, low time, yeah. low time. And I was just, oh, there it is right there. I was, I, I placed 78th. Mm-hmm. Wow. I've never been that, I've never been that high, you know, on a low on a, on a, a finish. Yeah, I mean, I it was twenty seven thirty seven. I had almost a nine minute mile. Uh, it's the fastest I've ever done. Um, 
so I was like, all right, cool. Like I'm okay with that. Yeah. But again, it's one, and, and that was like a loop, uh, a loop coat loop race, which I'm not a fan of. I don't like the, the, so it was like on a track. No, no, it was just that you had to do like two loops of the same. Got it. No, that, and that's the thing. one I did. It was at look park. So you, you've yeah. been there, right? So, so yeah. So like, I don't mind. I, I saw correction. I don't like a lap course i like a loop course i like where you start somewhere and you run a, a whole loop and get to finish uh, it. and then so you're not seeing the same thing twice Got also it. i don't like the di- the there and back ones either because you know how far you've run like okay i'm halfway done so if i'm halfway done this is a third like it doesn't i want to i don't want to know where i am in the race basically. and that's why i hate track but the problem is i've run so many times in my neighborhood over the last nine years I know every fucking marker and I, and it, and I yeah. got it on my watch. I got it on my headphones. It tells me like where you're at. So I know as an internal gauge of when to pick up or when I'm slacking or today's not my day. And I mean, I'm looking back in July, I did like a six mile run and my average was eight twenty. I was like, I was like, is that fucking right? I was like, how did I go that fast that far? And I'm like, man, I was, that was like July. I was like in the, I'm not going to say the best shape. Uh, I was in pretty good, pretty good shape at that point. I was like, man, I got to get back to that. That was a good feeling. That was a definitely, I I, I have a euphoric running uh, thing when I'm done. I'm like, I feel awesome. (laughs) Yeah. I'm at currently, I'm about a pound away from my, where I was pre pandemic. So almost a year ago, I'm almost back at the weight I was a year ago, um, which is awesome. Um, I think, yeah, probably with my next weigh in on Sunday, I should be right where I need to be. Oh, I'm, 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 the, I'm five pounds under where I was from there you go. pre-pandemic. So. Um, so like, you know, and, and, and that's really, you know, for, for me, that's kind of like my goal, you know, like I said, we're coming up on a year, like it's stuck in a year. I gave my notice at American national, you know, <laughs> a year ago this week to basically be like deuces. I'm out. Yeah. Um, I've, I've been with my company now for uh, last yesterday was a, was a full year. It was a year. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even, the, I didn't even realize that. Until yeah, I, uh, mine is the 30th of uh, March 30th of this month. Nice. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I, I, you know, I still got a lot of work to go. It's not over, but mm-hmm. like the other day I kind of put on a pair of pants that was a little tight on me. I was like, Ooh, Ooh, they're like a little loose now. Like I like it. I can, yeah, that's I the one thing. I don't feel as fat in them. Right. That's the one thing that I've noticed with tracking my food, with the steps that I have taken, even though the scale is only telling me one thing, the way that I fit and the energy levels, totally different. So that's part of new philosophy is don't always look at the scale. Don't always look at the number. Don't be such a, you know, one-sided in that regard. And that, and that's where, cause that's where plateaus happen and things get set back. Uh, but as far as clothes, fit, energy, those are all up. And I'm actually watching what I'm eating. And I know for a fact, I'm watching what I'm eating and I can do better. And that's, that's where I need to work. And you will do better. This is still that winter hibernation time. Like your body's still trying to keep that weight on you. Right. So eventually in two months, once you start getting outdoors and more active in the sun and you will start shedding again, it, 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 it's it's just a natural thing. So, uh, that's why I'm hoping to be at like the 190 mark by that time. So that the, you know, that next 10 pounds, is not going to be as, as hard because your energy levels. I mean, are ex- up especially especially if you come out here and we go golfing or something like that. Like you need your energy just to. Dude, golfing it burns like fifteen or not that many, probably like twelve hundred calories in an eighteen round walking. Like it's yep. everyone's like, oh man, come on. I'm like, dude, I like I could play thirty minutes of basketball like up and down a court. Totally different exercise, but I'm only burning like a quart. Yeah, I already gave, I already told my dad because he's getting his second shot on the 18th, being like, "You better get ready for me and Jay and Emma to play around a golf sometime this spring before Robin comes." Because, you know, I have golf clubs in my storage that have about a pound of dust on them. Mm-hmm. It's either I'm using them this year, or I'm donating them back to you to give to somebody else because I don't play my, out here. My life, my life is o- my life is over. <laughs> for, uh, the, for the next two two more years <laughs> oh no well like i said my, my, my wife uh jen we, my, my friend uh josh has season tickets to the phillies down Ooh. in philadelphia in the in season tickets to the flyers so I've, I've already penciled myself into a game in may you ever you ever been to uh what is it citizens bank park I haven't. So, so Josh knows that I'm a sports fan. Mm-hmm. And so his family gets season tickets. 
mm-hmm. both to the Flyers and to the uh, the Phillies. Where do they uh, play? Though? Was, it's not the Wachovia Center anymore. What do they call it? It's I, 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 it's always it's going to be the Wachovia Center. It's that's it's right in that complex. No, uh, it is I, the Wachovia Center. The Spectrum is what closed, yeah. and the vet. So, anyway, yeah. So because now like the baseball, football, and hockey arenas are like right there now. They're like mm-hmm. that, like that's kind of the gist for a lot of the city stadiums. Uh, which and, I Lincoln, don't mind. and Lincoln Park is right there too. Or Lincoln Financial no, Park. Yeah. I said Lincoln Park's no longer around, but uh, yeah, Lincoln Financial is the, the link. The link. Yeah. Th- that, yeah. that, that stadium is right in that complex too. It's like, oh, yeah. It's, and all it's, right like, it's like outside of the city a little bit. It's right I mean, outside the, the downtown area, which is nice. Yeah. So, it's, 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 uh, yeah. Cause I lived out in South Jersey from 2006 to about t- 2005 to about 2008, 2009. Uh, so I got to see some Phillies. I, I watched the Phillies like all the time. Like Phillies was, that was my, t- that was my club back then for that three year period of time. Cause the stadium just got built. Awesome team. They won a world series in 08 and I was, I was there and it was awesome. I went to the parade too. Like, and I, I was like, out of all the sports, I'm like, yeah, that Phillies team was when I was at my peak baseball watching. It was very cheap to go to the stadium. Brand new stadium is amazing. I don't know if it still is, Cause you're, what is that? 13 years removed. But when I was there, it, they just opened the doors. I, I watched my first Phillies game at the vet this last season before it, like 2004. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I mean, so, I, sorry, I, yeah, I kind of so, derailed you. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, no, my, my, he, he sent me like, Oh, who's your team? I'm like, well, the Red Sox. And he goes, I know I'm like, the Phillies are playing the Red Sox this year too. But mm-hmm. it's like he, does, he the, his package doesn't include the Red Sox, which I was like, all right. So he goes, I'm a big fan of like afternoon one o'clock baseball oh, games yeah. on like Thursdays, Sunday one thirty five, man. Yep, Sunday it's, a, it's a you're outdoors. It's not, hopefully it's sunny out and it's a getaway day, you know. And that's those are the games I like. So I so he asked me he's like, you know, do you want to go? And I was like, oh hell yeah! So he sent me the list, and I was like, babe, can I go to the game in May sixth? And she goes, yeah, I don't care. Mm-hmm. go go away, go. And I feel like it's like three hours from me. So it's not even that far from mm-hmm. where I am currently. So I was like, yeah, I get to go to baseball. Like, you know, and it's super limited capacity. Mm-hmm. And it's funny thing. It's like my buddy, Josh, my friend, Ryan and his wife, Giselle are all vaccinated. So oh, wow. if you want to talk about herd immunity, <laughs> there you go. I'm going to sit right between all of them and just be <laughs> like, protect me. Protect um, me. So, but yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. He he did mention like the flyers too. And I was like, I'm as a, I'm not feel comfortable in an indoor arena yet, you mm-hmm. know, maybe next year. Uh, but this year, definitely, like I said, I'll do outdoors. I'll do a baseball game, you know, no, you'll enjoy it. It's a great, great stadium. Well, it's, it's also, uh, I get to see my friends. Food. I haven't seen my friends in person in a year. So if you get there before game, go to Chickies and Pete's. It's right down the street on broad Broadway or yeah, broad street, right right down the way. I think Josh, I think Josh has taken us to somewhere uh like some old bar, some super like old bar from like the 1700s. Like where the founding Ooh. fathers had beers and ate while they were doing the decoration. It's going to be nowhere near the stadium. Which is going to be nowhere near the stadium. But again, <laughs> like you literally have to get back into a car and drive all the way over well, to the stadium. Which is fine by us. Like, we don't really care. Like, for him, he's the Philly fan. Like, my friend Josh. Hey, you, but, was it called New City, that area? Uh, is that what they, I think they call it? Dude, like, I don't know Hill. anything about. Dude, Philadelphia is awesome. Great city. I've, Love it. I, my, my, I, you know, Auntie Ruthie, my dad's sister lives in Upper Darby. Like I used to go to down there every year, like for Thanksgiving for a while. You know, that's where I went, we went to Hershey for the first time. And that's where we did the Franklin Institute. And mm-hmm. that was the whole thing. So, hey, it is what it is. But I'm excited. You know, you got your Hartford Yard Goats hat on. I know they're excited to have some fans in the stadium this year, um, which is awesome, especially because there was no minor league baseball at all last year. Mm-hmm. Um, which is sucks because that stadium is like really nice. Yeah, and I wonder if we we will actually go because it, 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 kids are getting a little bit older. It'd be a great event, but probably probably not. You know, I know it's outdoor. They have this nice spot in the back where it's like uh, you can just lay out a blanket and kind of lay with the kids, and it's like you know ten dollars, and you can kind of just sit there, which is probably good for us because I think our kids will watch. I don't know, maybe three pitches Eight seconds. Yeah, yeah it's like, you know, maybe he'll get through one pitcher, but. Uh, Cause we already did a yard goats game maybe two years ago with him and he just loved eating the ice cream out of the helmet and popcorn. I mean, and he, he, he just had a blast just eating food. So, 
Uh, and then there's this giant slide in like center field uh, air, you know, that's pumped up by air, like one of those like bounce houses. And he slid yeah. down there at like a hundred times. So that was pretty much my day. I, I, I have no idea who, who played. <laughs> I have no idea what the score was. I uh, saw none of the game, uh, but I guess that's okay. That's what, that's what those games are for. Really? I mean, unless you see a player that you really want to follow young kid, you know, that you're trying to, but the problem is what, is, what is the yard goats farm team? What are they? The Rockies or something? Colorado, yeah. The Rockies. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so it's like, I don't give it, you know, I, th- these kid could be awesome, but I will lose him once he goes to the, um, well, MLB. I mean, I mean, you can just drive out to Worcester now. That's where the oh, Red Sox triple a, I am definitely going there when that stadium opens. It's uh, already and, open this year, baby. This well, year, I guess maybe after COVID, maybe, maybe next season, I will definitely go. Uh, if not, I'll go by myself. <laughs> yeah, it's, no, it, I told I'm, I'm excited for that great area too. Uh, Worcester's, yeah, they, Worcester's coming up, man. It's yeah, nice. yeah, the, the, that's where I lived there for a while. So, all right, so with that, we're going to transition to our normal topics of the Celtics and goddamn the Celtics can't get out of their own goddamn way. Uh, hey, at least they're at 500. Um, <laughs> so last time we spoke, they came off uh, a terrible loss to the Pelicans. Uh, and then from there, they went on to lose to the Mavericks because of Donche, because he's fucking the man. Yeah, um, and if, if we talk about that, I, like I said, I got notes. I have like three or four pages of notes. I was telling James, I'm, I'm, I watched the last three games, which they went one and two. Or actually, no. No, they went two and one. Last three games, they're two and one. They lost to the Hawks, they beat the Pacers, and they beat the Wizards. So, okay, so I lost the last four games. Since our last show, I watched every game and took notes on them. So they're, they're two, two and two. two. They're two and two and they're right back, you know, for all that fodder that was talked about between our show and later where the whole world in Boston, the whole world was falling in uh, on the Celtics. Oh, my gosh. Two games behind 500. Guess where they're at right now? The exact same spot they were a week ago. So all that for nothing, in my opinion, in a three way tie for fifth place. Yeah. Which is fine. That's it's actually better than where they were a week ago. <laughs> so I, just get to the I, next I love listening. Like I, I had to do it. I had to listen to uh, some of like uh, Bertrand and 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 um, Belger. I had to listen to somebody. I had to listen to some of these guys. To I, be like, I can't are. listen to Beetle and, Beetle and Zolak. I do listen to Felger and Maz because Felger is that fence post rides that fence post great. And Murray and Maz very much give their opinions, raw opinions. And that's great. Like I said, but like I said, I can't listen to WEI. I can't listen to the midday show on 98.5. It's always been the afternoon. Oh, I, drive. I, so I hate listening to them and, and I'm no guy yelling through my mic or through my house. Be like, you guys are idiots. You're just trying to talk. This is talk radio. You guys are all assholes. You don't know what the fuck's going on. You're just trying to create this dialogue like, or this narrative or whatever. <laughs> it's just like, it's just like reading from a newspaper. It's like, you might but, well- but, but it's funny because even they say that is like, it is a sports talk show. We have to bring content like, and they've said it like multiple times. And that's, what's funny. Like people get pissed off and they keep reminding people like, Guys, we're on sh- we're on the show four hours a day, five days a week. We have to talk about something, and it's right now. The Patriots suck. The Celtics are losing. The Bruins were going on a skid, and the Red Sox are garbage. What do you think we're gonna? What do you think we're gonna talk about? Like, today, like for the last two days, they've been talking about like the QB searches, and that's Patriots. and that's what I hate because, like I said in our show, at least we're a week apart. Where it's like, all right, we were talking about it last week about you know, yeah, it was it wasn't looking great, right? It was it was coming off a bad snide, and then a week later, here we are again on the show. They're back in the same spot, like. Too many games are happening. It's a long season. All that stuff that I was trying to say a couple shows ago. I even got on the lattice uh, sports show, sports show. Uh, with Pat, kind of saying the same thing. You know that that was before their two game win streak that they that that are currently on. That I was just like, guys, settle down. Like this is this, <laughs> there's so much more season to go. This was a gauntlet of February, 16 games in 28 days, back to backs. They were three and three on some of these things that were coming out, I'm like, it's not that bad. It's just, they were through a gauntlet, a six day road trip out in the West coast against teams that are the jazz, the Suns, great teams, playoff teams, you know, um, again, it's one of the, and, and, and the thing is, I'm not going to argue with and, and that fact that they're in a gauntlet, but the issue has always been is it's a Boston sports team 
and people hold these teams to a higher standard. And you know that they count but championships, but that doesn't cool. matter. That's it's always fault. The, the that media. is their fault, not mine. That's exactly. And, and it's not. And like I said, I'm not disagreeing with you, but like I said, the reason why they're under a microscope because Boston sports is under a microscope. It's always been that way. That's why certain players can't handle Boston. And it's not because the product that's out there, it's the expectations of this team was they were supposed to be a top four, you know, team in the East. Yeah. They're tied for fifth and that's good. But the problem is they were supposed to be not at 500 halfway during the season. And that, you know, the expectations that are put up on this team in the media and by some of its fans, you know, makes it, you know, harder to please anybody. Because like I said, the dominant run that the, the Boston area has gone through in the last 20 years is very much still a sticking point, especially like I said, you and all the, you've all the guys the that you're saying look at the final output of the next day. They are not watching the game. They are not looking yep. through the season. They're not looking at an overall aggregate of what's happening in the NBA. So that's why it's all shit. That's why it's all crap. When people are like, we need a championship. I'm like, that's not the end. So what's happening right now with Philadelphia, Milwaukee, and New Jersey, we knew this back when we did the NBA preview show. Would I love to have a championship? Of course, James. Do you know how many chips have to fall the right way and injuries need to happen or whatever for that to happen? I, you got to be realistic as a fan as well, not not this guy that's like, like you said, counting the banners that are, you know, like you said, uh, what is 16 of them? Nah, maybe like 18, 12, 12 of them. No, I'm just saying 12 of them were during a time period that we weren't even alive. And yep. it was during a time where there wasn't a lot of teams, whatever. Right. So put that all, all aside. So if you look over the last 10 years, you know, there's still a Eastern conference final team. They're still working on where they need to be. Stevens is still a young coach. He's, you know, I think he's only my age. I think he's what, 38, 39 years old. Like he started as a 32 year old. So the guy, uh, give him some slack. And, and, and you got two of your all-stars. You know, we didn't really talk about that, right? All-star, uh, all the players were announced over the last week. Both Tatum and Brown, and Tatum's He's a 44. starter. He's 44? Oh, so he must have started when he was my age now. So 38? Probably because he's about six seasons in, I would imagine. Yeah, no, he started in 2003, 2013. I was like, whoa, shit, 2003. The kid started when he was 20. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, we have two All-Stars on the team. And they're both 23-24 respectively and a coach that is 44 and all intents purposes still quite young. So like Prime is still on the horizon. Uh, but if you want to really dive deep of what happened over the last four games, uh, I think we heard it a lot. A lot of talk was about heart. Um, Hustle, uh, leadership. I mean, these are all narratives that have been floating around all the, all of Boston media and pretty much nationally, you know, if you, if you really want to get down to it. Um, but again, I said it on the loudest sports show, you know, you're, you're really asking a lot of, you know, 23 and 24 year old being the leaders of the team at this point, because if you can tell me a 23 year old that really led a team, I'm all ears, you know, I'm all ears to be, who's that leader in history. 23-year-old leader that won a championship. Crickets, right? Oh, oh, I hear. We're getting IT on it. Google machine. Name me a 23-year-old all-star that won an NBA championship. Okay. I think I, I smell the internet burning. Burning. Anyway, my point is, no. You're not going to find it, James. <laughs> Keep going. I'm listening. <laughs> Maybe, uh, you know, I guess Kobe Bryant, but he had Shaquille O'Neal, who was five years older. So that's that's not the same. That's not, I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to count it. <laughs> Again, Bill okay, Russell. so you go back to a time in the 60s. Doesn't matter. You, you, your exact words is find me a 23-year-old who won a championship and was leader of the team, Bill Russell. <laughs> 23 years old. Then he won it at 25. Again, it, but, but it goes okay, back to your right, con- so back up. All right. Now you're comparing Jason Tatum to Bill Russell. Is this, is this the conversation no, we want to have? I did, I did not <laughs> say that. Wow. He was picked by the Hawks first. I didn't know that. Uh, hold on. Yeah. Well, what, what was, so, so the question is to lead to a championship or win a championship to win a championship. Okay. So yeah, it'd be Bill Russell would be number one. 
So, okay. So there's one person now in any other sport. I mean, I know I said NBA. I mean, we, you don't have to go through the internet. I'm just thinking, oh, it's, no, a pretty young age. it's a pretty young age to be. Well, because, be, be but you got to remember too, is the NBA is the, other than baseball, which doesn't, you don't have to go to college to be drafted by baseball. Um, it really boils down to, you know, and, and again, and realistically too, I, you know, baseball, hockey, into a point football are very much more of a team sport than current day basketball. Um, because we've seen it in recent memory that the team with the superstars win mm -hmm. Lakers, Cleveland, Golden State. You know, they had three yeah, superstars. I so, again, so, so, you, you, yeah, you could probably find a baseball player pitcher who won a championship the first year, but was he the reason they won the championship or was it because the whole team clicked and they won a championship, you know, because you could probably look at any, any team that won a championship. There's probably a 23 year old player, 18 year old player on sure. that team. Kyrie was probably 21 when he won with LeBron, but again, LeBron yep. was a better player on the team. So exactly. you, you still got to look at the rest of the team where Tatum is 23 best player on the team leader of the team and i'm just saying like you're telling me russell's the only guy i mean i i gotta look at what year that was and who else was on his team and what all nba players were also on that team before we get into that discussion <laughs> because you know i i still believe that like you said there are 23 year olds that have been on a team that have been all nba players that have won but who else was part of that team so if you look at tatum and then his other counterpart is brown who's only 24 I mean, it's still pretty, pretty young. So, um, but during this run, let's get back to it. Kemba Walker has upped his game, his, his points per game. Uh, every time he rests, we're not the same team. So we need him to get his legs back underneath him. Tatum's the same way. He's still coming off that COVID issue that he had uh, over a month ago. And he even made comments about how his fatigue is still a factor for him. And Brown last night or two nights ago, I mean, they barely escaped with a win past the Wizards, right? Uh, and he was out. So very good indicator of like, all uh, right. Tommy, Tommy Heinsohn was on in that team as well. And he was 23. Tommy and Russell. Who else? But I mean, we're both 23. Kuzi so uh, was on that team. Okay. Best player. One of the best players in the NBA. Okay. Yeah. Tommy Heinsohn won uh, Brookie of the Year that year. Hal Bob Kuzi. Was Havlicek around? Uh, let me check. Boston Celtics. Uh, Bob Kuzi, Tommy Heinsohn, Dirk Hemrick, Jack Nicholas, Andy Phelps, Frank Russ. Nope. 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 So it, was, it was Bob Kuzi. Havlicek was not there yet. How old was Kuzi? Did he say? Kuzi was 23. Oh, Bob. Uh, no, he was born 28. 1928 minus. Nope. 1957. Right. Minus 1957. Minus 1928. 29. Yep. Uh, all right. So, yes, that team was youth. There was, the, you know, with Heinsohn and Russell. And then you had yeah. uh, 20, and and uh, and Kuzi, who was at the time one of the best point guards in the league, mm -hmm. uh, was that was the veteran. So again, yeah. I, my, my point. Yeah, but 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 listen to these teams they played. But, but Kuzi was also probably the leader of that team. Let's let's be honest. At twenty, so out of the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams that were part of the National Basketball Association in nineteen fifty six, how many do you think are still around? Four. I mean, same city or uh, just, just a lot of those teams probably, probably. I would say six, but they all have different names in different cities now. But maybe four. I'll say four. So you have you have the Lakers, Lakers. the Knicks, the Seventy Sixers, and the Hawks, and Boston, and Boston, of course. Okay, so four other teams, and then what are the what are the other teams? I'm curious. The Rochester Royals, which. To be honest, I can't even tell you the lineage of where that went. Fort Wayne Pistons. Uh, well, they became the Detroit Pistons. Sorry. 
But Fort so Wayne? Began- so they were in Texas? No, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Okay. St. Louis Hawks, or now the Atlanta Hawks. Mm-hmm. And the Syracuse Nationals. Woo! Right. So, yeah, a lot, a lot of Northeast teams, right? <laughs> it seems mm-hmm. like, you know, from Minnesota and then all stayed up in the Northeast, which is very similar to hockey, right? Isn't hockey kind of all up in this area too? Yeah. During that time? Yeah, that makes sense. Anyway, uh, back to the Celtics. I guess I'm in, I'm in a good spot. Today is a very good litmus, not a litmus test, but if they can, if they can take on the Clippers at home and win, I'm going to be in a lot better spot. Even if they lose, I'm okay. Cause you know, let's just hope that they beat the Raptors on Thursday and then they, they're still going into the all-star break at 500. Uh, but if, if, if they beat the Clippers today, if they bring their game, Brown sat, all the players, play. I think today is a really good game. I, I would recommend you watch. Oh, you can't, right? You know, yeah. game cast it then, you know, like <laughs> I do that too. When, when, when Jackie's watching something else, I'm literally game casting a game. If I can't watch it, <laughs> just to see every position of what's happening. Anyway, a uh, good game tonight. Obviously it's LA Clippers uh, and uh, the Boston Celtics at home. And I think they have a full roster. Um, I think we'll Brown- see, and, and we'll see if Kemba can turn into the Kemba he's been for the last two games. But the problem is every time it feels like Kemba plays the the Pacers, he actually shows up and plays, and everybody else is like, Oh, it's not Pacers. Can we just tell Kemba he keeps playing the Pacers every single night? Well, it, they, they had his stat up on the, on the last game. I think the, over the last seven games, he's averaging 22 points a game. So not that's a way above his average. You know, he's average. Well, I'm, just ma- I'm just making a joke that every single time I feel like they pay the, the Pacers, Kemba leads the team in points or he has a career high, a season high when he plays the, the, the Pacers. Well, yeah, I what, know, I, what, I, what I do like, so here's, so let me, let me give you some analysis of why that is. So what happens with, they have Sabonis and they have Turner, two tall guys. And what they do, uh, at least for the Celtics, or what Brad Stevens tries to do, he brings Tice now starts with Thompson. So now we have two big guys trying to, you know, to match up against the other two bigs. And what they do is they stretch the floor because our big guys can actually shoot. And yep. Turner is not a bad, he's not a bad three point shooter. He has been taking a lot more, but we take them out of the paint. And then once that paint is empty with those two guys, because Turner is the leading uh, defensive blocker in the league. He averages four a game. So what, Tice plays him, and if you watch the first five minutes of every game when they play the Pacers, or I can tell that I love uh, Brad Stevenson's game plan, Tice is taking like 17-footers, and so is Thompson. What they're doing is they're trying to draw those big men out. Once that happens, Kemba then goes to the rack. Once Kemba goes to the rack, he goes to the foul line. Once they start stopping the, uh, the penetration, then he starts his step back from 17-foot. So to me, it all starts right there. The game plan was right, and and Stevens tries to do that often. It's when we when we play against small ball is when we have to play semi or semi or another like wing, and that's where it gets we, we don't match up well. That's that's when it becomes oh shit, like Dallas um, or uh new jersey you know like these these are going to be problems for us you know when there's two big men on the floor stevens is going to dissect them apart and we do the same thing against the raptors too so it's to me it's it's it, it it's it's all game plan driven if kemba like you said if it, kemba is going to have a great game when the pacers are up on the on because the, because the game plan is right it, it it's going to work we're going to pull the big man out and for whatever reason indiana does not succumb you know they don't start a smaller guy they don't, you know, if I was a fan base of Indiana, I was like, take Turner out, bring him off the bench when we play the Celtics. Uh, you know, playing two big men is, is not great. It's not great. Anyway, sorry, little little analysis based on your question. No, it's okay. So, you know, like I said, you, with the second season, second season hasn't come out yet. The second half schedule. All-star game is this weekend, which I could give two flying poops about. Um, you know, NBA like I said, the best all-star game, well, uh, baseball is pretty good, but, um, but, um, what, but here's, the, my, the here's whole, my argument about baseball. You got one guy that plays like, I don't know, two outs and then he's out. It's just, I can't watch the game. It's, well, yeah, it's for, it's well, also forever. it's, 
the all-star game for baseball, I think is the one difference because it, again, it really doesn't mean anything, but back when it was used to showcase the players that you couldn't watch from other markets. Mm-hmm. Like nowadays you can watch any player you want on it. And it's more, I, I feel like it's a, maybe it's because it's in the summer, it's in June, July, it's outdoors. It's, you know, I still think the home run derby is still the best extracurricular activity they do for any all-star game minus the NFL QB challenge from the early two thousands. Um, so you don't like the slam dunk competition. huh? I don't like it because there's nobody I care about. Like if you're telling me like LeBron and Anthony Davis and Tatum and all these superstars were doing the slam dunk contest, I would be interested in it at that point in time. I mean, I could, I, at the point, I'm arguing the three-point competition is actually better than the dunk competition today. Exactly. So, B- because so you, you actually have... Me, like, that's why I said actually, better than the NFL challenge, the three-point, that, that is a competitive fucking thing. And well, it's for like, me, it's nothing will ever beat Bird's three-point challenge when he didn't even take off his warm-up gear and fucking slaughtered everybody. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Yeah, unless I'm going back to a time that, yeah, Jordan, Kobe, all these guys, Vince Carter, they all did the dunk contest back then. But like, no one does it. Like, none of the superstars do it because they don't want to – I don't know if they just don't want to do it or, like – they don't want to get hurt. I'm like, guys, it's the dunk competition. Like, yeah, I think what I think what happens is it's always left to, like Jordan. I think the first time he did the dunk, I think he actually was in the All Star game. But what they try to do is bring the young guys in to kind of get them that here's who they are. You know, here's a name like Zach Levine, right? He was in the dunk competition like three or four years over. Finally, he's now an All Star, so he'll never do the dunk competition again. And that's what happened. Like Dwight Howard, same thing. Like he, he, these guys did dunk competitions. The problem is with the dunk, I feel like there's, you need to be more artistic with what you're trying to do. And when you miss, and that's what I think my biggest hangup is. And they keep trying and trying and trying. That's when I'm just like, all right, I've had enough. Like you miss a dunk, you're done. Like you, you had zero points. You can't, Yeah. you, you shouldn't be able to keep trying until you do. That's where I think the dunk competition just went. sour in my opinion yeah and like i said for me the biggest thing um for me is that like especially when it was like dwight howard and they had fun with it and they had the costume i'm like that's where it gets fun but like it was dwight fucking howard it was nate robinson these are still players people knew Mm -hmm. but like when you have you know random players from random teams that i've never heard of it doesn't make me want to tune in to watch it and that's why i think i feel like again it's one of those and you maybe, yeah, it's they, they want to maybe, you know, show the younger guys and stuff like that. But the great thing about like the NFL, the NHL and the MLB is that the all-stars that are in it, that's, that's, they get, they get chosen out of those all-stars to do these events, not well, we're going to bring other people into the all-star weekend. No, I want to see the best of the best in these leagues do these challenges. That's why the NHL is really cool when they're they're their skills competition because everybody who's an all-star has to be in a skills competition. Mm-hmm. Either hardest shot, fastest shot, fastest skater, all that stuff. They don't bring other people into it other than like last year, I think or 2 years ago in the NHL they brought in a couple of like the women's Olympic gold medalists to take talk to take part in it mm-hmm. and it's more of like the women's you know, hockey sport, which is fantastic. And I'm all for that, but like the same thing with baseball, the home run derby are people who are already in the, there are, they're already all-stars. So like, you're not bringing them in just to do the home run derby. So, you know, and maybe that's why major league baseball is that in hockey. I prefer a little bit more is these are players who already are there for the weekend and they're still competing. Hasn't hockey changed dramatically as far as their all-star, like what they do? It's It's just three on three. That's all it is. All they t- all they did was change the game. The players themselves are still there. They still participate. So three on three. I don't, so take me through that. What is it? Just like so. What they do now is because the overtime is three on three, and instead of five on five, it's three. Uh, it's three on three. So now it's it's like a tournament setting. So, so you why, play, why did they change, why did they change that? Because it got to a point where it was forty two to forty three goals for goals against. <laughs> Like, really? yeah, it got, it got silly, stupidly high. And then they tried doing like USA versus world. And then they try, you know, Eastern conference, Western conference. And now they've literally just do like the divisions. So you have why? Atlanta, they just, 
kind of like basketball. No, no, no defense is played. It's just no literally defense, how, how, how you... Yeah, exactly. So they make it more competitive, which I like. So now you actually have tournaments. You have the the Atlantic play the Metro, and then you have the West play the Pacific, and then those two play. Uh, you know, I think they both play a two period game each, and mm-hmm. the periods are only like ten minutes long, and then the winner of that goes to the final and then the finals play and then whoever wins that they get a million dollars now is there more players because of that format now with no, the three and three players yeah because that's where i i lost it with baseball too many guys go so the guy that i want to see or the best player plays like two innings and he's gone i'd rather see less like everyone has a backup and that's it i don't know i feel like there's like 50 guys on each side and the pitchers jesus christ like they 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 send out one pitcher and then like it's like three pitchers an inning. It's it's the game has become terrible, but it's one of the most worthy games. Like you get well, it's it's because of the unions. It's because of the major league baseball players union. It's the strongest it's players yeah. union. It's um, and like I said, for me, I like the baseball because again, it's the middle of July. There's nothing else fucking going on. Mm-hmm. And it's a fun night to kind of put, I always put it on and I watch it, the pomp and circumstance this year, it's in Atlanta at their new stadium. So it's going to be gorgeous. And they're accenting the, you know, the, the, the newer stadiums, which are really cool. Um, but for me, like I said, baseball is really good. I love the home run derby. They've even tweaked the home run derby to make it more entertaining. Um, I remember the home run derby used to be a, like a slog to get through. Yeah, it was, a, it was it was a long event, and you know, I I think uh, I, I you you mentioned it in actually uh, Pat show where you were talking about nicknames and stuff, and you mentioned the Big Hurt. I I always remembered watching, literally to watch Ken Griffey Jr. and the Big Hurt. Like so, that, I'm taking you back to like the mid '90s. Since then, how about I? You know, as an as a as a as a fan that got away from the sport, uh, so to speak. I guess the home run derby doesn't really move the dial. I think there was the guys that were in it. I, I wasn't really, you got to have a guy, a dog in the fight. And that's what Frank Thomas was my favorite baseball player in the nineties. So that I think that's why I liked it so much. Now it's like, dude, I couldn't even <laughs> pick out a guy. You know, I, I hope this next season, you know, if Fernando Tatis is, is in the home run derby, uh, I'm all, I'm all, I'll, I'll watch his every swing, but that's about it. Like I got to follow a guy. And that's what baseball is all yeah, about. Yeah, and you like gotta, you got to yeah, follow and, a guy. I mean, Tatis just signed that fourteen-year, three hundred and forty-one million-dollar contract. Well, good for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be surprised if he stays in San Diego more than six years of that contract. Um, but you know, for, for me, like I said, especially this year in particular, there's no need for an all-star game. Like, do what the do do like a fucking NBA 2K21 virtual all-star game and get like mm-hmm. the players to play it on Xbox or something like that, what they did for the Pro Bowl. Um, there's no need to meet in this the city. You don't need to do this. They've done very, very well with COVID so far, you know, where they haven't had a lot of issues with games, with a lot of you know, suspended travel. Like you know, NHL kind of went through their hope their issue. Hopefully they're gonna get through this. But like, guys, just wait till next year. Like, you rush to get an all-star get out of the game. It's not going to be good. Like I said, you know, especially when players were like, "Well, we don't want to do this." And then, like, didn't LeBron come out and Anthony is like, "We don't want to do this." Like, great, awesome. They're like, "Are they even going?" Like, yeah. is LeBron going? Like, that's the like. Are any of these going to go? I don't even know. But it's like, and, and to 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 LeBron's point, and as a fan, it's like, all right, let's take the. 30 best basketball players on every team and throw them into one arena. And can you imagine if, if, you know, knock on wood, it doesn't, but I'm just saying somebody gets sick (laughs) and it just, the whole NBA has to get shut down at that point. And it's just like, man, you're putting a lot of risk in here. Um, But uh, I guess the numbers are, are, are good, you know, in all intents purposes. So I agree with you a hundred percent. But uh, if they have the game, guess what? I'm watching. <laughs> so yeah. I, so like, I see. The thing is, I don't miss an NBA All Star game. Every other All Star game, I miss. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Well, like, that's football's why the worst. That. So that's why. It's oh like, yeah, the Pro Bowl's a joke. Like that, that. That should just go away the, the the way of the the dinosaurs. Um, but I but, do love yeah. their skill competitions. I will agree with you there. I I do love the quarterback challenge and seeing the fat linemen run around and do drills. I love I love that. Oh yeah, I like I said, I still think the Pro Bowl. They still do that good. though. I don't. I, I guess I haven't seen yeah, it in years. I remember years. watching back when like 
Tony Baselli and uh, Peyton Manning. <laughs> like I'm, you're going back to like the '90s here. Like again, two years um, ago, last time they actually had the Pro Bowl, they did the, the quarterback competition. Okay. And they did like the skills competition because I, but again, I think I feel, but see, I feel the Pro Bowl is more of a, uh, um, uh, uh, like I, I'd rather do it like a flag football game. Like I would feel like I would love if the, like the Pro Bowl is going to be a flag a, a flag football game the full length of the field, like you wouldn't mind seeing like Russell Wilson without his pads on and his helmet on just cooking like dot like juking everybody and stuff like that instead of being in pads and stuff like I think that'd be like really really fun. Yeah. Um. And but that's what that is. That is more out of all the events. That is the most fan friendly one. Like I'll give the NFL that because they only practice for like two hours a day and then they spend like three hours signing autographs and doing interviews and interacting mm-hmm. with the fans and all that stuff. Yeah, it's, vac- uh, it's vacation. It's, it's, it's season's over. So it's vacation. Yeah. For but them. again, it, it, it happens between the Super Bowl and the championship Sunday, which where it should be. Um, yeah. You do miss whoever's going to be in the Super Bowl, not being there, but at the same time, it's well, you know, they're not, there's a least there's a less of a chance. They're going to show up after the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so whatever. Um, and like I said, it's, it's in Florida. It's not in Hawaii. So, you know, like I said, I, I wouldn't like, you know, I wouldn't mind if that traveled to where, the, you know, the Super because it used to be at the Super Bowl site. Remember, they, they did it like one or two years. It was like the week before the Super Bowl in the same arena. So everybody could be part of like that Super Bowl week. Yeah. Uh, and then they changed that because the field was hot garbage for the Super Bowl. I think they said it was just, they was just mm-hmm. ruined. So, but, you know. With that, everybody, this will wrap up another episode of It's Go Time with Jay and James. Uh, definitely check out thedorkening.com for all of your podcast needs. Over 30 shows are on there, um, including The Dorkening, super super retro throwback reviews, throwback th- uh, on Thursday, The Loudest Sports Show, and many, many more. Uh, but, Jay, I got a question. Where did you get your ground coffee this morning? My kitchen. But when I opened the cupboard, guess what I saw? What'd you say? I saw a dead Something body. Scary? I, I I saw a dead body with a tag on it, and on the toe. And I I, I look at the bag. It's it's my pumpkin latte, or not latte. Sorry, my pumpkin spice from Deadly Grounds Coffee. There you go. So definitely check them out. Getdeadly.com for all of your coffee needed. Anything over any order over $50 does come with free shipping uh, as cotton season is still on hold. Uh, the best way to get your coffee is that way. Also just a reminder guys on September, uh, sorry, on March 17th, it will be our live St. Patrick's day spectacular on uh, the Dorkening Podcast Network. So definitely check that out as well. Uh, we'll have some fun games, drinks, all that fun stuff around. So Ooh. definitely tune into that as well. And also any of our listeners are interested in being part of our fantasy baseball team this year, definitely uh, shoot us a message on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those fun places. We have about three or four spots opening. Uh, you know, you could win some awesome prizes uh, and we'll go from there. Anything else, Jay, before we wrap up the show? No, man, that's it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, with that, you have a wonderful week. Tune in next week and also uh, check out the dorkening.com. And with that, have a wonderful rest of your week. Bye, guys. Peace out.